members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode 156 of the other ground live. Uh, I'm Passive J. Uh, that's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is August the 28th. It is a Friday. And I made it by the skin of my teeth. I think it was off a call about three minutes ago. So how's your day going there, Jay? Uh, better than yours, apparently. A uh, rainy day over here in Michigan, so not a lot going on at the old country club. Uh, most of my day was spent uh, telling rich people they couldn't do things. Well, that sounds right up your alley with your whole, you know, <laughs> complex about being able to tell people what to do and having a little bit of authority. So that must have felt great, Jay. Oh, no, I got bored with telling rich people no a long time ago. Hey, what's about at first? Because they don't they don't hear that that often. Um, so it's interesting to see how uh, some of them respond to it. But no, I got bored of all that shit uh, years ago. Now I mostly just want to tell my members, yes, it's easier <laughs> when I have to tell them no. It's just like, oh, fuck, my day's going to be shitty. Fair enough. So, so other than that, what's up, Jay? Uh, well, not a lot, sir. Uh, I'm ordered a new scale today because I don't trust mine anymore. Uh, I, as you guys know, I've been weighing in like one around around 185 uh, for God, probably last month, two months, or something like that. I, I plateaued out. I wasn't losing weight, but I also wasn't gaining weight. Uh, last week, I weigh myself every week on Friday. Last week, I weighed 185. Uh, which kind of bummed me out because the week before that I had weighed like 186. So going down slightly disappointed me. Um, I weighed myself this morning and the first time I weighed myself, I weighed 181. I was like, what? Uh, that that was surprising to me because uh, I have been adding like a thousand extra calories the last four days. So uh, I thought I would you know, be going up and certainly not down. I said, that's way too far off. Uh, so I picked up the uh, a scale and it's one of those new style ones where like, it's on little feet that uh, depress as opposed to having a solid base. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and l let me get, do you have it on carpet, Jay? Cause that, that might make it not no, work. Well. No, no, no. I had it on tile. So I, I, I picked it up and I fucked up the little feet a little bit, you know, uh, to see, make sure that there wasn't an issue with them. I put it down. Then I weighed myself twice and I weighed 189. I'm like, okay, I, I don't, I'm um, the 189 is, well, probably a little more probable than the 181, but I have only been adding extra cal calories for three or four days. There's no way I legitimately jump up uh, three pounds in four days. <laughs> so now I don't trust it anymore. And it turns out uh, those digital scales are ridiculously cheap. I paid, I just ordered one for $20. Uh, we're certainly watching our money right now, but fucking $20. Uh, I want a scale that I can, I can at least rely on to tell me uh, what I actually am. Well, did you like periodically, you know, zero it out? So, you know, get up, take a 10 pound weight, drop it on there, make sure it's working right. No, uh, no, I haven't messed with it. It's one of those it's new style digital ones. It's got like an app and all that good shit. And it was, it wasn't a cheap one. It wasn't super expensive, but I think it was like 80 or 80 bucks or so. Uh, now it looks like you can buy what well, supposedly the same thing for like 20 or 30 bucks. And I didn't buy it that long ago. I think eight months or so. Uh, but we also dropped something heavy on it once. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, wife moved it from where I normally kept it and put it on in the bathroom underneath where the uh, uh, towel hanger is. And it's a big, heavy thing to hang towels off of. And it fell off the wall and landed on it. And then there's a dent in one of the uh, 
luckily, uh, if you if you're familiar with those models, they have like four metal pads on it that you're supposed to stand on. It's supposed to re- register all your shit. Uh, when it fell, it hit one of those instead of the glass top. Because when it fell, I thought for sure it was going to shatter that thing. But it hit one of those metal things and put a dent in it. So, so I'm like, boom. Ever since then, I haven't really trusted the accuracy of it. But uh, this is the first time I've found like an a uh, eight pound difference <laughs> in readings from one to another. So I I have no clue what's going on with it. Um, since I can replace it for twenty bucks, why not? Yeah, it sounds like you may be uh maybe a good purchase. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, re- I haven't heard of people breaking scales by dropping towels on them, but God no, damn, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't a towel. It was the towel rack. I know, Jay. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, hello there, Comic-Con. What's going on, fellas? Uh, not a lot, sir. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Another uh, fabulous week in the greatest country in the world. Oh, shit. Does that mean it's time for the mega <laughs> report? <laughs> it's time, baby. It's time. <laughs> Go right ahead, sir. All right, man. Number 10 on the list. First one up, Feds Rescue 39 Missing Children in Georgia over a two-week span. That's what everybody can get behind. Number nine, (laughs) Dana White gives a tour de force tribute to Trump and America during the RNC convention. He was probably my almost my favorite, I I would say my favorite speaker from last night besides uh, Trump. He was Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic. High, very high energy. All right. Number I didn't eight. see that. Oh, okay. Number eight, uh, the police shoot Jacob Blake, who was wanted on a felony warrant for sexual assault and was reaching for a knife inside his car. It's a good shoot. I don't think there's any way they can prosecute those. or They'll try, but there's no way they can get a conviction on those uh, cops that, that shot him up. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Number, uh, number seven, in a poll that just came out, President Trump now leads Biden in Michigan, in your home state, 47 to 45. Yes, I saw that, actually. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Ryan's very happy over that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number six, uh, feds bring down the hammer in Kenosha, arrest multiple Antifa and Black Lives Matter scum. Uh, There was a a video of them stopping a car in the middle of daylight, pulling them out, breaking the window, pulling them out, and uh, taking them away. And of course, the people filming it were screaming. So uh, that's I, I found that very heartwarming. Uh, <laughs> no, number five on the list: the Kenosha kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, rids the world of a sex offender and a serial domestic abuser in a matter of minutes in a good shoot. Kid, uh, ki- kid definitely has some skills, and uh, I'm sure he's going to probably if he gets if he gets uh, off on this. Hopefully, he will. Uh, one of the contractors will pick them up. Oh, my. Um, number four on the list, the Covington kid attorney, uh, Lynn Wood and associates, decide to defend Reading House for free. So they have one of the better lawyers in the United States. Hmm. Uh, so that's a, that's a good thing for him. Number three on the list, President Trump once again secures the RNC nomination in the most majestic political convention of all time. In my, oh my. Opinion. I don't right. know I've, I've never seen any of them, so I, I don't oh know uh, how, how to compare any of them together. <laughs> You're selling yourself short, my friend. Last night was magical. All right. Number nine, or, or number two, I should say, uh, Donald J. Trump is still your president. And the number Uh-oh. one is longtime poster, Comus, 
has a complete meltdown after witnessing the majestic RNC convention, makes dramatic OG departure threads saying he wants no drama, and proceeds to call Carrick alt-right. Farewell, Comus. Have a nice trip. Well, oh my. All right, Ryan, do you have a rebuttal for any or all those? I mean, I'm not going to take the time. Uh, I mean, a few of them. So I watch bits and pieces of both of the conventions. I don't know how anybody actually watches four nights of that bullshit on either side. Like, that just seems like a terrible usage of time to me. The only problem <laughs> I have with it is using the White House in that way. Like, the problem with that is, like, we have the Hatch Act for a reason. And that was just completely ignored. So that's Ooh, not good. What's the Hatch Act? Jesus Christ, Jay. You don't know what the Hatch Act is. No. Tell me more. Bas basically, government employees cannot engage in, like, campaign activities. Now, there is a piece of that that the president and vice president are exempt from that. But the problem is, is all of the support staff and everything else are not. So you literally had probably, like, a thousand or two thousand people that violated that and could be looking at being prosecuted for it, which obviously they won't, but it's like, if you're going to campaign on being law and order and then you just break the law for four days, like, that's a little odd. And the other problem I have with anything that Cam kind of said there, like, and most of this I really just don't give a shit about because it's not that one big quick, of a deal and quick, a lot of it question. is good news, like the Georgia thing. Trump's obviously still our president. Don't have a problem with that. Arresting Antifa and shit like that. I'll mag of that. The problem with sticking to like one poll and then bringing it out as a headline is the fact that like that's just terrible data science. Like you got to look at everything and really the larger picture right now. So like Michigan, I think Biden's still. Still has roughly a seven point lead there. You take out a mar margin of error. He's probably at like a two or three. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it, picking and choosing is just faulty logic. So just, I will just, always uh, argue against that one. Just two quick, two quick rebuttals. Nobody has ever been prosecuted under the Hatch Act. Nobody. In the in the history, it's been around. 80 years, 90 years, and nobody, not one person has ever been prosecuted on it. I don't, I don't even think one per. I, I don't think they've been charged, let alone prosecuted on it. So that's, that's how. And as far as the poll goes, you know, everybody in my, you know, I look at the ones that just do polling, um, like Rasmussen and Trevagar and everybody says, oh, they're right wing. But number one, they don't necessarily have a bias. Number two, Trafalgar was probably, if I'm not mistaken, and I read it this morning, the most accurate when it came to the 2016's presidential election. They're the only pollster that predicted Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania for Trump. The only one. And the reason, the reason I say that and the reason I put it on, you know, it, you know, put it on the, excuse me, on the list is when you have a poll from Fox or you have a poll from NBC or CBS or Yahoo or whoever, 
there's always going to be some bias behind it. I'm just I'm just looking at the ones strictly to do polling, like a Gallup or a you know or, or a Rasmussen or a you know or a Trafalgar group. I mean, because there's you know some of them tend to trend a little right, some of them tend to trend a little left, but it just happens. But it, that's that's why I posted it you know by itself. There you go. Yeah, and I'll still say it's it is faulty logic. Um, even if you are looking at someone that did well in 2016, that same polling group did terrible in 2018, and you will say that oh, 2016 is all I care about because that's when Trump was on the ticket. Sure. That's again, it's just it's bad data science over time. It's like saying, you know, a pitcher had a no hitter last year against a certain team, and he's pitching against that team today even though he's fallen off and he has uh, an ERA of six and you're going to bet the under on, you know, however many runs because, you know, that one time he did really well. Like, it's just, it's not great. Again, and I don't mean this in any political way. I'm just talking about the actual data science behind it sure. and it's a I'm bad just, way to look at things. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Everything just seems to be mimicking what happened in 2006, though. I mean, right down to... 538 having almost the same exact I mean it was within a point of predicting you know Hillary and Biden winning everything is mimicking exactly what happened in 2016 there was a, in in 2018 there were a wide variety of people you know there was Rasmussen who were off huge like 9 points or 8 points in in 2018 but everybody Everybody in 2016 had it, you know, 70, I think uh, 538 was probably the lowest predicting a 75% chance Hillary would be elected. Now they're back at 75% saying Biden would be elected. You've got others that are in the, in the 80s and the 90s. I think, uh, who was it, Decision Desk or someone like that has, uh, you know, Biden at an 89% chance he's going to win it. And, I, and then I look at the betting markets again. Biden was about a 140 favorite uh, for the last couple months, ever since the virus hit. In the last week, Trump is back to being the favorite. Um, he was, when I looked at Bet Online this morning, he was 120, uh, minus 120. So some, something, something is happening. Something's going on. And, and one more thing if you look at, if you break down the polls and you just look at the polls, that have the swing states, those are always pretty much dead even. If you break it down, like that CNN poll they did where I think Biden was only up four points on Trump. But if you look at the uh, swing state polls, it was dead even. So, you know, that's that's just my whole, that's my thought on it. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I, would, I would attack it just from the data perspective. And sure. By the way, on on the Hatch Act, you have had multiple people that have been fired over the Hatch Act. Fired, uh, but never prosecuted. Well, then, so you have a bunch of people that are violating the Hatch Act over four days that probably either should be fired or prosecuted under it. Prosecution under it really isn't big anyway. It's like a thousand dollar fine, so it's not like a super big deal. It's Ooh. just if you have something out there that is essentially a law. And you campaign on being law and order. Try not to break the law. Is all I'm saying. Oh, well, there you go. I suppose that's I suppose that's fair enough. 
<laughs> you guys got any other political stuff you want to talk about before we move on to the non-political part of the show, which I can take part in, actually? Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything political. I'm good, I'm good brother. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we start off with me having a topic for once, because that never fucking happens. Um, hey, look, it's fucking political. <laughs> uh, I saw this headline today. Chaotic scene erupts after man in blackface uh, angers protesters in Washington. And I didn't even bother to read much of the article after that because the colossal stupidness of that struck me uh, unable to actually think. <laughs> it took me a little while to recover. And once I did, I decided I wanted to ask you guys about that. Is there any reasonable reason you can think of to do something that dumb? None. No. A, a no. suicide? Yeah. <laughs> Practically, isn't it? I mean, I, I, you know, uh, I watched a little bit of a clip where you know, the cops had him and he tried to run away and then like 80 different people chased him and, you know, he ended up getting mobbed by two cops and like 20 or 30 protesters. And I was like, man, that what were you thinking? What was your possible objective that you wanted to accomplish by doing that? I mean, I can't think of a reasonable one. I can't think of anything, you know, that any outcome of that that would have been a positive for this gentleman. Uh, well, what do you think, Ryan? Doing some, sorry. Oh, go ahead, sir. I yeah, was gonna say, unless he's doing some kind of, you know, jackass skit or something like that. But that's uh, in, in this environment, it's pretty, pretty risky. It reminds me of, I think it was Mark Dice a few years ago. He would run into and do stupid shit like that and run into like uh, dress up in a mask. or I, I can't remember the specifics, but, you know, eight guys would be playing basketball and you'd run in and steal the ball and run away. Oh. And, you know, and stuff like that. And they chase him and, but, you know, just, uh, but the guy didn't look like he was all there. I saw that clip you were talking about, just a quick clip and seemed like he was kind of out of it. Yeah. I don't know how far along in the process of, cause they, the cops already had him at the beginning of the clip, if I remember correctly. So he might've already gotten beat up a little bit or something by the crowd or by the cops or whatever, but you're right. He he looked kind of uh, dazed, I guess is the word I would use. Yeah, there's a lot of just fucked up people out there, uh, whether they're like just mentally fucking broken or just really goddamn stupid. This is what yeah. happens when survival of the fittest really isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, and I'd love to get uh, talk to the guy and find out, find out exactly what he was thinking. Was there drugs involved? Is it some sort of weird fucked up political statement he's trying to make? Um did he, he thinks he's a black guy and he was trying to blend in. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'd love to find out. It's just those sort of weird fucking, how stupid can you be stories interest me sometimes. Cause the think they, they can't be anything we're thinking of because you know, we're normal people. So he's gotta be so fucked up. I, I want to hear the weird reason. I guess, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm reading it right now. Actually, they arrested three of the guys that punched him up. I'm going to, Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't, it doesn't gonna, surprise I'm me it right now as you're talking. Uh, right on. So yeah, so he probably was punched up a little bit. Uh, if I remember the video correctly, he ran from the cops for a while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did actually. Hold on, let's see. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, I'd love to talk to him and say, okay, what was your thought process? Uh, did you just yeah. how long how long ago did you think this up? Did you have time to think it through? Uh, just. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? It doesn't have it. Doesn't have anything from him. But you're right. The cops did chase him down. So yeah, <sighs> yeah. I I can't explain anything there. Like I, 
no probable Who fucking cause. knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's too bad he got caught. It'd be the it'd be the perfect crime. It's yeah, he's got the perfect al- alibi. Who the fuck would do that? You know, it's so improbable. Which one? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you, what do you got for tonight, Ryan? I know you got plenty of topics. You're the topic I, guy. I don't have a ton. I, I think we should probably update. So obviously, fights are tomorrow. Obviously, we lost uh, lost one fighter to a positive COVID test because that well, seems to happen every fucking time now. Yep. Uh, so uh, Giga Shikadze, uh, yeah, he's he's off the card. Yep. And of course, the guy that they brought in on super super short notice to fight Bruce Leroy uh, missed weight by like five pounds. <laughs> well, that's one of those ones that you can't really blame the dude. You know? No, not at all. Like it, big fucking. Well, that, it kind of sucks for him though. Yeah, he he still takes a fight money. on super. Yeah, he takes a fight on super late notice. Isn't able to make weight, and then loses thirty percent of his fucking money because he couldn't make weight. Right, exactly. I'm like, that's kind of a bullshit deal. I think the UFC should go ahead and pay him his full show money. You know, uh, I yeah, I realize it's unfair to Bruce Leroy, so he should get like that the money he has coming for having an opponent miss weight. But in my opinion, the, the UFC should fill that gap themselves. Well, the problem with it is, is like part of it, right? You're bringing a guy in on that short of notice. He's not like a big name anyway. So 30% of like 12 bucks isn't that much. Well, it is to the guy who's only getting paid 12 bucks. But I'm sure there's kind of a, you know, a little handshake agreement behind the scenes between, you know, the UFC and that guy saying, you know, hey, we'll, we'll take care of you. At least I would sure fucking hope so. Yeah, exactly. You know. Because uh, he's helping them out, you know. The, the UFC always packs in extra fights, so that if they lose a fight or two, they're still okay. But that, that doesn't make it an awesome thing. Yeah. Ryan, so who, that's who got COVID? Uh, co- who, who got COVID? Uh, Giga Shikadze. Okay. Yeah. The and, original, uh, the original opponent for Alex Caceres on the undercard. Got it. Uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, th- his opponent wasn't the only one that uh, came in overweight. I believe Hannah Cyphers, if that's how you say it, uh, came in like a pound or two pounds overweight as well. Yeah, she came in one pound over against Mallory Martin. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she looked terrible. It's not like I really had a chance to to watch any any weigh-ins or anything like that. But I think that is the update. So anybody that is doing the picks on MMA Playground, <laughs> get your ass over there because you'll probably have to redo the Alex Caceres fight. Other than that, in news from the UFC, did you guys see that uh, the Anderson Silva fight versus Uriah Hall will be his last? Yeah, I saw that. Um, he's been fighting for way too long. I, as far as I'm concerned, he kind of tarnished his... Uh, uh, oh, a second. I got to get a drink of water. I'm getting all... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Hmm. I apologize. Uh, I think he kind of tarnished his legacy uh, between the, the last three or four or five fights and uh, popping for steroids. I kind of wished uh, Anderson would have retired when he was like 40. Yeah, I think he probably did hang on a, a little bit too long. And didn't he have like a terrible excuse for the steroids? Wasn't it like almost John Jones level of like, you know, I needed boner pills and shit like that? I can't remember, but it was, it definitely wasn't a good look. Uh, like it, it's not like people will walk around saying Anderson Silver got the shaft, you know, he got fucked over by, you know, the drug testing company or any of that shit. Like you see with some people that pop, you know, they're like, Oh, um, but fucking, so I remember it not being a good scene. So you're probably right. See, that's the argument for like some of the guys that have done it right. Like you think about it. So 
Obviously, GSP did it better than virtually anyone walking away pretty much at the top of the sport. You hear about Habib kind of doing the same. You have, you know, Cormier walking away after a loss, but still like he was, you know, fighting for a title after going one on one with supposedly, you know, the greatest heavyweight in UFC history. Like what what's so different about that? Like what is that mentality of just having to go out there until you pretty much just have to be, you know, dragged out of the fucking cage? I think there's a couple different uh, mindsets that achieve that. Uh, the most uh, numerous one would probably be the they didn't take care of their finances like they should, uh, and now have to fight to pay the fucking bills, even though they really shouldn't be doing that. I wonder how much that is a thing at that level, though. So if you have these guys that you you know you have the argument that they're the greatest ever, like how bad do you have to be at finances? Because you're like the only fighters especially thinking about the UFC pay scale that actually are making enough to live forever based on the money, as opposed to, you know, the guy that keeps going out there thinking about, you know, like a, maybe like a Diego Sanchez or a, a Clay Guida or guys like that, that have probably never gotten to the point that they're making more than six figures. Like I can kind of understand them never leaving. Right. But when you have like a top five, like guy at his peak, as far as like top guy, top five guy ever, hey, goddamn, like, could you be that bad with money? Uh, I suppose it's possible. You know, uh, it's less likely when you're getting that much money, but you're, you hear stories about uh, um, like NBA stars blowing all their money like two or three years after retirement and, uh, and football stars and things like that, and they get paid more than UFC pe- people for the most part. Uh, it's, you know, it's if, if you're not good with money and, you know, um, you don't think these things through it uh, and you live an exorbitant lifestyle. You can go through a lot of money pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess. So have you guys ever seen that, that documentary broke? It was one of the 30 for thirties, like one of the original ones. No, uh-uh. Tammy, I'm sure you've seen it. I, refresh my memory, man. Uh, uh, is... Yeah. So it was one of the original 30 for thirties. It was called broke. And it basically told the stories of a bunch of, uh, bunch of high level athletes that made, you know, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars that went just fucking completely goddamn broke because they're, well, for the most part, idiots. <laughs> I, I remember watching that a long time ago and, and it's, it's, uh, the, the thing, you know, unless, you know, I can't see, you know, Anderson Silva, living the lifestyle of an NBA guy or maybe I'm wrong. Cause I, you know, I don't know what he does in his personal life, but I can't see him an NBA guy or an NFL guy, but it's, you know, it's retiring one fight early is better than hanging on and retiring three fights late. I mean, look at, you know, you hold reverence guys like Jim Brown or Barry Sanders and they, they went out at the top and you know, you know, you, you still, you talk about them as royalty and you know, it's the guys that hold on too long and just get the shit beat out of them that, uh, you know, they just, you know, they tarnish their legacy to a certain extent. And it's even, yeah. it's even worse than fight in, in, bo- I mean, boxing or, or martial arts. I mean, boxing, I mean, Ali fought too long. Look what it did to him. Larry Holmes fought too long. Look what it did to him. I mean, that that's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame. I mean, it, but if he's doing it for the love of fighting, I, you know, I, 
I'm a, you know, or, or for the money I can, I can get it. I don't, I don't, you know, it's just, uh, he, he, there's nothing left more for him to prove. I mean, that's All just right. it. Well, that brings it's up just, the second step that, uh, what are, what are the people you guys think, uh, uh, should quit, but aren't quitting just cause you know, they like the fucking fight. It's not a money thing. They just enjoy the fighting part of it. So who are the guys that held on way too long for that regard? Do you think? Chuck Liddell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's my first thought too. What do you, what do you think, Cam? Um, well, Anderson Silva fighting, you know, fighting, fighting again. I mean, he's n- nothing left for him to prove. I mean, it's just, just the way it is. I mean, um, you know, I think Cormier is one of the greatest of all times, but I, I think he's getting out of the right time. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Uh, See, let me think of some some older fighters. I mean, I mean, you've got guys that have been that are still f- putting in quality fights ten years later. You know, Neil Neil Magny, Diego Sanchez. I mean, Diego Sanchez is holding up a little too long, and e- even you know, I don't know. It's just D- Diego Sanchez. I would say he's getting up there. He's a little long in the tooth, even though he's you know what fifteen years younger than me, but. <laughs> uh, for the fight game, I should say. Yeah. Well, like uh, like Jim Miller is a good example. And Jim Miller's still fighting at a very fucking high level, uh, but he's also been fighting for a really, really long time, longer than someone should be fighting, really. Uh, and it's and every time he goes out there, he rolls the dice and hopes that this, this won't be the time he gets seriously fucked up. Well, it, there's there's things there's levels to that, right? So like. Jim Miller has always fought a style that he definitely isn't the guy that goes in there and just gets punched in the head a hundred times a fight. Like that's one of the worrisome things about Diego Sanchez is he just goes out there and gets in fucking wars. And somehow like somehow he thought it was a good decision to hire the most ridiculous corner man of all time. So his current (laughs) trainer, like I worry about Diego Sanchez, the person at this point, I think the other one that was is probably one of the worst ones now that you think about it, right? Is how long BJ Penn held on to the point that yeah. he got knocked out by a regular fucking dude in a bar somewhere. Yeah, I think he then came back and beat his ass later because he was embarrassed. Fucking <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, fucking... like that's a that's a sad one. Uh, on the boxing side, like, have you guys heard of of Oscar De La Hoya wanting to make a comeback? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like that's a scary one too. He's like fucking fifty years old. Jesus, you know. And obviously, we were talking the other day about the entire Mike Tyson, uh, Roy Jones fight as well. You know, all these old people are coming back, and most of them shouldn't be coming back. They should stay where the fuck they were. Yeah, Roy Jones probably definitely probably should have retired once he started losing his physical gifts. Like the Tyson one is interesting to me, just based on the fact that like he didn't necessarily retire as an old man anyway, he never took that much punishment. Like pretty much in his prime, he just fucking ran through people like a goddamn chainsaw and obviously had the losses where he fought, you know, actual better technical boxers. So I'm not as worried about Tyson coming back for a fight as I am Roy Jones Jr. Continually fighting or Oscar De La Hoya making a comeback. But then again, I mean, fucking Floyd Mayweather isn't a super young guy, and he still proves that he can go out and fight people as long as he chooses the right person. And I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be. I mean, there were there was a time where you'd have guys, 
you know, Fedor's past his prime, Ken Shamrock, Dan Severin, uh, you know, uh, Mark Coleman, all those guys, you know, past fighting way past the times they should have been. But now, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, generally they get released before they can do it now. Right. Yeah. That's a big difference. And you see some of those people over in Bellator and some of the other organizations that were released from UFC and they should really be done with fighting, but because they have a name, they're going to get three to 10 fights out of some other, other organization before they get dumped to the side. And for the most part, they're going to lose most of the fights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he did better at it than most people, but yeah, that's a good example. God damn that Tito versus Chuck final fight there. God damn. And the worst part about it is afterwards, Tito was like talking himself up. Like he just beat like, you know, a top 10 guy. When you're looking at it, like the ref probably could have beaten Chuck that night. Probably yeah. most of the announcers and half the crowd, like Chuck just. Yeah. And talking about like uh, Ken Shamrock, how about that Ken Shamrock versus Hoist Gracie uh, back in 2016 in Bellator? Okay, was that a thing? God, dude, I don't I remember that being a thing. That. Oh yeah, it was fucking terrible. Well, uh, uh, who won? <laughs> Hoist Gracie. Oh. Via TKO. Via TKO. (laughs) Hoist Gracie via punches. I don't believe you. (laughs) I think you're making this shit up. Uh, Hoist Gracie. Yeah. Bellator 149 on February 19th of 2016. In the first round. Good. Yeah, it was, oh, God, awful. God. It's It's not the worst Bellator fight ever, though. Whoa, that's saying a lot. What would that be? Do uh, you guys, uh, Cammy? Do you know the the worst fight in Bellator history? Kimbo and Shamrock. No, Kimbo and Dada Five Thousand. Oh, oh, Dada I thought you might say that one. Didn't he die after that? Dada almost did. They had to fucking take him to the hospital, like for his entire body shutting down. And then I think he after, later on died, like a, a months or years or so yeah. after related no, that. Dada still alive. Kimbo is, is dead. Is he? Oh, oh! I thought Dada, Dada died out of sympathy or something. Oh, my bad. Oh, you're right. I knew I knew Kimbo died, but yeah, uh, I thought Dada died too. Yeah, so Dada remember. was an interesting thing. Afterwards, he, you know, so uh. Billy Corbin, the guy that did uh, Cocaine Cowboys, did uh, the uh, a documentary about Dada 5000 and like the street fighting in Miami. And Dada tried to like parlay that into an actual like no holds barred kind of fighting league, and you'll never guess what kind of cage that he used. Barbara. Uh what big dog cages i don't know what <laughs> it's called the trigon the triangular cage right yes it was the dumbest Tri- thing i've ever seen he was trying to promote basically bare knuckle boxing in a cage that was a fucking triangle triangle <laughs> god that's and why not just make it a square cage and you're pretend it's a room who's ever fighting in a triangle room i mean you know come on uh <laughs> That's, I don't uh, know, and and I think if I remember right, I think they tried to promote one of the fights. Like they were trying to make it, you know, out to be like a ridiculous, like outlaw kind of crazy thing. And at one point, they were going to have fights on a fucking boat in a triangle uh, cage. 
Bermuda Triangle, cage on a boat. Well, I can hey, just, totally get behind boat fights. Yeah, sub- suspend it in midair, have them fight midair over like a pool of sharks. I mean, I <laughs> there you scaffold go, fights over a pit of sharks mm-hmm. with lasers. With <laughs> lasers. Speaking of speaking of scaffold, it maybe it reminded me of that uh, dark side of the ring of that fighter throwing the guy off the scaffold, not giving two shits about it. I forget the guy's name, but uh, oh, New Jack. New Jack. He <laughs> just gave no fucks. He was all high high in cocaine and just threw the guy off the scaffold. Oh my! Well, he he said, and, and I saw that episode. Like he said, he he literally was trying to kill the guy. Yeah, he was trying oh to my. make it to where the guy was going to miss all of the tables that they have stacked up because they stuck they stacked up a bunch of tables to break the fall. Obviously, right. But he was trying to throw him over the tables and like literally onto concrete from like thirty feet in the air because he's fucking crazy. Oh my. Um, did you guys see that uh, internet clip that's been going around the last day or two? Uh, looks like they had a wrestling ring in, a, in like a mall, and and looks and someone ju- jumps from like the second looks like the th- third floor of the mall onto a couple guys on the wrestling ring. No. Yeah, I hate to say it, but like that is like safe in relation to New Jack. Right, I would imagine so. But yeah, I, well, it didn't look all that safe, and it didn't look like it. I mean. It went successful, as in he hit the two guys he was aiming for. But I don't, I don't think there's any way to fake someone landing on you from like thirty feet up. <laughs> you know, no, but that's why you always have like three or four guys. I think in that situation, I think there was at least like three guys there to catch him. Right. Yeah. This, so. this didn't look like it went well because it looked like there's two guys, and if I remember correctly, after the jump, there's three guys lying on the on the on the floor, not getting up or doing much. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's K-Fab. They're maybe the, you know, they're acting. Uh, okay, so, well, they're still lying there. Some of, the, some of them are kind of twitching a little bit. <laughs> and then so, the clip so, ended. So real quick, back to uh, uh, betting odds for the presidential election. This just popped across my Twitter feed. Uh, the Action Network, which is a great site, gives you like uh, how many people are betting on a game, how much money is going into it, and, certain like, and they have lines also. They just increased their projection for – uh, uh, probability to win in November, um, Trump from 33.4 to 45.4. Um, so there's a jump of 12 points uh, for and so, Trump's highest odds since early June. Yeah, I so think it'd be to- interesting to see what that does, I'd say at least a couple weeks from now. So you yeah. do have the whole convention bump that happens. Sure. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where that that bottoms out at. It'll also be interesting to see what the fuck is happening in the goddamn world because we can't seem to go more than like three days without something crazy happening. Man, you are not kidding, dude. <laughs> like the goddamn hurricane that just fucking destroyed part of the country and then have all the crazy shootings and shit like that. Like, goddamn, are we even going to make it to November? It's just one thing after the other, man. It's fucking murder, murder, murder hornets, zombie sharks, all kinds of shit. Yeah, God, who, who knows what's next? The state of marshmallow man is gonna come walking over the horizon. <laughs> it's the end of well, times. There was a, and, and this is kind of local to me, but there was a a wedding. Just this, I think it was just this past weekend, uh, up in Massachusetts. Just probably, I think, like a couple hours from where I am that they were having this wedding on Saturday 
And the groom was like making some remarks, talking about how like 2020 has not been the best year. And a fucking lightning bolt hits the fucking uh, uh, wedding. Jesus. Not like physically at the wedding, but they're at this little like lake and lightning strikes like basically like right in the lake. As he's talking about how 2020 is fucking crazy. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what, nobody died, right? Hopefully. No, no, nobody was injured or anything like that. It was just one of those crazy timing things that like grooms like, God damn, 2020 hasn't been the best year. Boom, fucking lightning. I'll <laughs> never forget don't, it. Don't, God's like, don't you talk bad on 2020. I made that just for you, motherfucker. At that point, if I'm the groom, I'm noping out. I'm like, this thing's already fucking cursed. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be awkward at best. And add like, to that, you know, you know, marriage is a bad idea anyway. The statistics know. support that one. Have you ever been married? A hundred percent of marriage either ends in divorce or death. Like neither outcome seems great to me. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Have you been married? Not that I remember, but I've had some crazy nights in Vegas, so I might be married right now. <laughs> Got it. Right on. Well, you know, don't knock it until you try it, man. I realize it's not the most logical thing to do, but I'm pretty happy with it. Um, me too, brother. Yeah, I, I take care of her and she takes care of me. It's nice to have someone who's got your back. You know, um, and in the chat, Rainier, don't bring logic into this. I don't care that 100% of lives end in death. <laughs> that is very true. Or at least as far as we know. But yeah, how somebody... do we know? Like, have any of us died? That's actually... No. I, I used to sell funeral insurance, funeral and cremation insurance when I did life insurance. And that's one of the things I actually used to tell the people was nobody gets out of here alive. And and they would they loved it. They would laugh it up. Yeah, the mocking death is often a way to deal with it uh, since it's yes. such an uncomfortable su subject. I do it all the time and the wife doesn't like it. <laughs> I just put it this way. Like, uh, none of us have actually died here, so... We don't actually know it's a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, shit. Could dude, be a simulation, get... Jay. We could be yeah. in a simulation. Uh, you know, I, it's something that I can't to pronounce properly. Sophicism, I believe. It's basically it's the belief that uh, you know, uh, all you guys are fucking my imagination. I'm the only one that's real. You guys are all the shit that I'm making up. Uh, no, it's an actual. Called, that's called, that's called mm -hmm. liberalism. <laughs> no, it's a little more extreme than that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's the belief that you know um, nothing really matters because all this shit's made up in my head. Uh, you know, uh, I'm real. Uh, all, and it's it's interesting some of the lengths that they go to. For instance, history. Um, there were clearly has been no history since uh, before my birthday. That shit's all made up. I wasn't there for it, so how could it possibly be? And when I die, this existence will fucking end. And that's the, that's exactly the things that they actually think. It's a, it's really kind of a scary because if you think nothing, whoops, sorry, uh, dogs moving my microphone. So, cause if you think nothing is fucking real, nothing matters except you, uh, you can probably come up with some pretty sociopathic uh, things. Jay, we've gone full circle. <laughs> we've figured out the blackface guy. Oh, what, He's uh, what's one that? Of those people. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's that's entirely possible. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how much into philosophy you want to get into that kind of shit. That was I, I happen to have been reading something about that today, so that's why it was fresh in my mind. Actually, I'm all it's, for it's like classic Buddhist idea of just don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, I'm not much into theology either. You know, I don't. For one thing, I don't really care what anyone else believes. Uh, whatever gets you by, that's fucking awesome. <clears throat> uh, but you know, for myself, it's 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 a different thing. I, it's uh, there are beliefs I'd like to believe in, but I have trouble bringing myself to do it. So um, I could, would be agnostic at best if you want to try to label me. Um, but that, that's not to say I don't throw a prayer in there every once in a while because I am covering my fucking bases. And what if I'm goddamn wrong? <laughs> So I, I mean, I'm being serious here every morning on the way to work. Uh, I, I don't think anybody in particular, cause I don't know what the dude's name is or if there's anyone out there, uh, but I just thank him for everything he's done and, you know, uh, and ask him to help me out for a couple things. <laughs> cause you know, if he is real, like he could help a brother out. Right. Absolutely. Since, <laughs> since for, for me, I mean, since, um, not when I first got it, but this year, pretty much the last six months, I've decided to not do anything in my life. Because, you know, I, I could have a year left. I could have five years, 10 years, whatever it is. I could have three months left. You just never know. And, um, but I've decided, with the exception of my wife, not doing a single thing that doesn't make me, it doesn't make me happy. I mean, you know, it's, if my wife wants me to do a, you know, honeydew or something like that, I'll do it. Even if I'm not happy about it, and I'll tell her, but I'll do it. But uh, for other things, I'm not just going to do it, man. Just, just not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I totally know what you're talking about, dude. I'm not gonna stress myself out. Yeah. No, it's not worth it. I don't do, I don't do shit, shit that I don't want to do outside of my work life and my things that my wife want to do. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't really have friends anymore. <laughs> People are like, do you want to? No, 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 no. But I haven't told you yet. But yeah, seriously, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't, Jay, Jay I'm with you. I will not do things that I don't want to do, except when doing things I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I realized that was kind of ambiguous, but uh, you guys know what I meant. I, I, I feel like I very rarely uh, go out and party with people, or people invite me to events, and I don't mind hurting people's feelings to say no. I, no, I don't really want to do that, dude. So, which is why I don't really have any friends. I think I got plenty of people that are friends, but I no, I don't hang out with anybody. I haven't fucking seen anybody but my wife socially in fucking years, probably. And, and let me clarify. When the honeydews too, I do as few of those as possible, and I use the cancer card as much as possible. Oh. Honey, can, honey, can you do this, babe? I have cancer. Come on, you know. So. <laughs> That's cruel, man. I don't. I don't really have that excuse because you know after I didn't have chemo or anything like that. So physically, after I recovered from the surgery, uh, I mean, I was weak as fuck and tired for about a year, but a year and a half. But I didn't have any of the other symptoms of having cancer that would you know allow me to pull that card really. Sure. Sure. Yeah, but you have the I have no depth perception because only one eye works. I only have one peck, so I don't want to fall down. I only have one kidney. Like you have lots of things you could fall back on, Jay. That is true. Um, that's funny you say that. She asked me to shave the back the back of her head uh, the other day. I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. She goes, it's it's you know it's shorter than everything else. You can see exactly where the line is. Just shave up there. I'm like, um, okay. He goes, I got a guard on it. You can't fuck it up. So I, I took a couple of passes at it. I go, oh, I don't know. I'm having trouble getting the hair off. I'm not sure how well this is going. She goes, no, actually, we're done. I had no clue your hand shook that much. <laughs> I would have asked you. <laughs> and she went took care of so. I know. I, I, I wasn't on purpose. But yeah, I, you know, I don't. There's many things she's just better off doing herself rather than ask me to do it. Because then not only does she have to do it later, now she's probably got a mess to take care of that I made as well. <laughs> Good job, Jay. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I got that one from my dad. Dad, I remember uh, both my mom and my stepmom telling stories about uh, things like he wouldn't change diapers. <laughs> he flat out, you had the same excuse. He goes, no, I can't handle that. Uh, you, that you, right now you have one mess to clean up. You asked me to do diapers, you're going to have two messes to clean up. <laughs> so he, he, he was good at that. Uh, my dad was uh, a bit of a, a trickster like that. Um, as much as I know him, I didn't grow up with him. I, I'm actually started hanging out with him when I was like 18 and knew him for about from 18 to uh, 31, I think it was or something like that. So, uh, he was never, he was never, he was more of a buddy than a dad to me since I didn't grow up with him being my dad. Uh, but I learned just from that time with him that we, you can genetically pick up fucking traits and personalities from other people. Cause keep in mind, I didn't grow up with this dude and I'm fucking like him in so many ways, not only just his mannerisms, but some physical ticks and stuff like that as well. It's kind of fucking weird. Is that, is that, yeah. the, guy, is that the guy that passed away in the last couple of years? That you're no, about? no, that was, that, that was my stepdad who, uh, okay. the one who was uh, at a motorcycle accident. Uh, this, yeah, this is my dad who died in, uh, 2000, wait a minute, 2006, I believe it was. So it's been quite a while for, uh, for him before, since he's passed away. Yeah. My, my pops died in 2006 also, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, fucking kind of, kind of weird. Cause, uh, like I have a buddy at work, uh, uh, the, the, whose parents both, uh, almost both sets have died, like almost around the same time that mine did. Like his dad died like the same year that my dad, my dad did. And then like our, both of our moms passed away from six, within six months of each other, uh, many years later. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, have to say, I, I have like a weird date thing. People die at 63. My dad, okay. my, my aunts, my best friend's mom, a really good friend I used to work with. His mom died at 63. A ton of people yeah. die at 63. Check it out. It's, it's a weird, uh, numbers thing. Yeah, and that one's not fair. That 63 sucks because fucking you're almost two years from retiring. You know, uh, 63 isn't enough time, I don't think. When oh, people yeah, die in their like eight, late 80s or 90s, I'm like, oh, they had a good long life. But when they die at like 63, I'm like, oh, that's not fair. They didn't even get to enjoy being retired life. You didn't even get to enjoy the good parts about being old at 63. You know, you know, I want, I want, I would like, I'd like to make it to at least 75 or 80. I would hope. I'd be happy to make it 63. Yeah, me too. I, realistically I have speaking, no chance of making it to sixty-three. So I'll just put that one out there. No, no. Well, you seem like a healthy guy, other than your yeah. uh, back issues. Yeah, Jay, my my spine will disintegrate into dust by the time I'm probably fifty. So I'm screwed. How old, no, dude? I am thirty-seven. Hey, yeah, I think so. In in ten, they're already building an artificial. Patella tendons and stuff. I mean, you could in in ten years you'll have probably a synthetic spine you could pop in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I can That's... get a spine replacement. Yeah, I'm good to like a hundred and forty. <laughs> no, oh, dude, it, it will totally happen, man. They got so many crazy medical things going on. So you know, um, I don't so know, Jay. The... the spine is kind of a complicated one. <laughs> like I understand swapping out hips or replacing knees or even you know swapping in somebody else's lung or heart or anything like that the, the spine that's a that's a tricky one i'm not well, lining yeah. up to be the first guy for that one i'll tell you that much <laughs> and it wouldn't be a whole thing but i'm pretty sure they're not they're too far from being able to replace certain parts so you know like you said that you're fucked up from the whatever things to whatever things they just replace that little section as opposed to your whole uh spine and i'm sure they'll do it for free too goddamn right 
<laughs> Shit. Oh, let's see. You got something you want to talk about, Moran, before I move on to my next topic? You go right ahead, Jay. You, you have all, all right. the steam in the world tonight. You're oh, full of piss, yeah. vinegar, and steroids. You got that goddamn right. <laughs> uh, I, this this caught my eye. Uh, the Masked Singer Season 4 first characters and premiere date revealed. Um, I'm sure you guys are both familiar with the Masked Singer thing, right? No, I know what it is. I've never watched it. Yeah, right, never right. watched it. Right, right. Uh, me and my wife watch episodes here and there. Uh, and it's fucking silly as shit. It's a mix of uh, singers and other celebrities and athletes all going on and doing basically karaoke. Uh, and the uh, judges are over the top and yada, yada, yada. I-, I watch it for two reasons. One, my wife likes it. And two, at least it's a competition. Uh, some some of these guys can sing pretty good. Some of them can't. And I don't mind fucking actual competitions of that nature. Uh, that's one of the few reality shows that while... I'm not going to go look for it. If my wife wants me to watch it, I can handle it like an American idol and, you know, uh, the fucking, the mass singer and what's that other fucking, there's a couple of them. Uh, and I don't mind those because after they get past the party joke, uh, fucking people, they're normally talented and I always appreciate talent. If I, even if I don't really appreciate the song that they're doing, uh, what do you guys think of those type of reality shows? The ones that are like actual talent competitions. Not a big fan, man. Not, I, you know, my wife and I, we used to, when we were yeah, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we used to watch, you know, Survivor and that type of shit, but not, not so much. I, I rarely watch broadcast television. I mean, the most right. I'll watch on it is, you know, a sporting event or something like that, but not, not too many shows. No, no sitcoms really. Um, now I watch uh, AMC and, you know, stuff like that, you know, Walking Dead or Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. But as far as broadcast stuff, I just never, never hardly ever watch it. Right. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I think we've kind of talked about my reality TV stuff. Like, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I was almost on Big Brother the one time. Obviously, I used to watch Ink Master until I was on it and saw how fake it really kind of is. Past that, definitely would watch, and supposedly it's supposed to come back at some point. Obviously, The Ultimate Fighter, because that's just basically watching fights with some backstory to it. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm all for that. But other than that, yeah, I'm not a not a big reality TV person. Oh, Obviously, like beyond I, RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, come on, we all watch that one. <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned, I, uh, singing has always impressed me. Uh, I've always wanted to sing, and I'm horrible at it. So uh, that's one of those things that you can practice and practice and practice all you want. But if you don't have some talent at it, you're just going to suck fucking forever. Uh, so singing has always impressed me more than like a lot of the other talents that you can pick up, like guitar playing. Even if you don't have like a knack for it, if you practice and practice and practice and practice, you can get pretty good at it. You can practice singing all day, and if you don't have some sort of talent at it, you're still going to fucking suck. That's not to say that the the stories that come out of those shows, and I forget what the British show was, but like uh, Paul Potts, um, I think maybe the X Factor, he was the guy, uh, became an opera singer, and, and Susan something... Susan Boyle, I think it was. Susan Boyle, exactly. Those, those are great stories, and I don't mind watching those on YouTube. Of, you know, their initial performance, people laughing at them because they look, you know, they look different. But then they, the stuff that comes out of their mouth is just magic. So those are those are actually good stories. Right, right. And don't get me wrong; these aren't shows I go seeking out. They're just the ones I can tolerate when my woman wants to watch them. Sure. <laughs> 
Right on. All right. Well, that was my uh, topic. You got anything else, Brian, before you get out of here? I do got one more topic, but I don't think we can squeeze it into three minutes, to be honest with you. Uh, well, I think one that we can probably cover in three minutes. So we talked about this weeks ago uh, when Jelaine Maxwell uh, made the petition to be released into general population in prison. That has oh, yeah, officially yeah. been denied. Oh, my. Oh, the voice of reason, so to speak. Huh? Say that again, Ryan. She she did what? So they had uh, filed a motion to have her released into general population as opposed to protective custody, which doesn't make sense, obviously, anyway. And that was denied this week. What? Who, who wanted her released into general pop? Supposedly her. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know, that, that... Gigantic allegedly around that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we were making jokes about if she even knew that she'd been requested to go into General Populous, you know, or if that was a lawyer thing, like her, got, her lawyer got paid off to ask to have her move there, and she has That's no idea crazy, about man. it That's right until crazy. it happens. Yeah. I, it's it, Dude, it's like this weird fucking conspiracy stuff has actually got some legs to it after a while. You know, the entire... Epstein killed himself. I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. You know, and now that they got her in custody, if she dies, it basically validates every fucking uh, conspiracy theory about that shit ever. You would, well, you would so think. speaking of the betting betting markets, there is uh, there's a prop bet out there about whether her trial will take place on the date it's supposed to. Oh, or it gets moved for some reason. Didn't they put a trial like a year away? Uh, yeah, I think like June of next year or something oh, like that. Something kind of crazy, but you would think yeah, so there is a prop bet out there, and I think the odds are pretty pretty long uh, if you take the yes, it's going to happen. Hmm. Interesting. That would you be would, uh, something to bet on, I would think. <laughs> Many I mean, people would, will bet on fucking think, anything. In her situation with what she knows, who she knows, that they would have her in a safe house somewhere surrounded by five Secret Service or five FBI guys. I mean, it just, it just, to me, it makes, unless she's just shut up, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as she's the type that's going to shut up. She's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that they don't have her somewhere else and not anywhere close to where somebody can get to her. It just, I don't know, just floors me. You mean like a certain Jeffrey Epstein that found a way to kill himself, supposedly, allegedly? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it just, it, it just blows my mind. The guy who pretty much knows where all the bur- bodies are buried, so to speak, or who's diddled who, or, you know, I mean, oh, let's just throw him in a cell with another guy. You know, let's just, a huge guy that kills people, that's killed people before. Oh, let's just. Well, I th- I've never really paid much attention to that. I thought he was in a cell alone. He was when, yeah, when he died. When he died. Oh, before that, though, he had a cellmate that beat him up who was a, he was an ex cop who was like six, seven, 300 pounds. There's a oh, picture my. of the guy. And he, uh, Matt, and he's, I'm pretty sure he beat, if I'm not mistaken, he beat Epstein up before. And that's why they moved the guy out. But the fact that he was even allowed to have a cellmate at any point is just incredible to me. Yeah. Well, that's why this whole story is just, it's one gigantic allegedly after another. Yeah. Like you have someone that allegedly knows what these people allegedly know. Like the chances of them allegedly accidentally killing themselves, like the people in Russia that get stabbed, you know, 14 times in the back and are ruled a suicide. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's some shit. <laughs> I must agree. 
Well, shit, folks, it looks like we're at the end of another show. Um, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I couldn't do the show without you guys. Well, I want to thank Camicon for calling in, giving us the MAGA report. Uh, and I also want to uh, thank my uh, podcasting partner and hetero life mate, uh, Dalton, <laughs> to steal a, a steal a phrase, uh, for doing the show as well. Uh, Cammy, you got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? I'm good, brother. Just uh, happy to be on the show and happy to be alive. Right on. Okay, Dalton, what do you got? Yeah, so I think I'm going to go with a couple things here. First of all, I'm just going to kind of echo what, what Cammy was saying there. You know, I'm I'm not happy to be on the show. Being alive, <laughs> I'm okay with. And for everyone that's listening, either here or in the future, as this is being fucking archived on YouTube for the rest of existence ever, I'm glad that you're only in my simulation and all this ends when I do. Fuck all y'all <laughs> you guys have a great night we'll see everybody tomorrow at six bye-bye you too brother take care screw you hippie <laughs>